You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. We're going to be kind of anchored in Philippians 2. So if you want to look that up, whether it's on your phone to follow along or on your Bible, um, that's kind of where we'll be going back and forth from. So I'm excited to share this morning. Let's go. Let's go. So we're just going to start off by reading it, and then we'll sort of go through and talk about it a little bit. Philippians 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love... If any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude and mind of Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a human being, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And we're going to pick up in verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service. Coming from faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Come Amen. on, that's so good. So Caleb sort of alluded to, we're, we're talking out of here and talking about just being faithful to do what God has put in front of you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, being faithful to the call, not overcomplicating it, and just looking at what's in front of you to do. And, and as we look at verse 4, um, or verse, yeah, we'll look at verse four. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And Kelly and I, as we were like talking, we went out last night for dinner and talked about this and, and made a bit of a plan because it's what we do on Saturday nights. Um, and, and we were talking about this and we were laughing. I was like, okay, when in our life has, when in each of our lives, like individually and together, has this been a thing where it was like genuinely and not in like a puffing ourselves up kind of way, but just in, okay, when have we seen the faithfulness of Jesus to help us look out for the interests of others, really, because it's all about him and us. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us. And and we were thinking back to sort of our first, like, joint venture together. That's right. With Moms Group. And uh, for those of you who maybe haven't been at Life Tree for a long time, Kelly and I, almost eight years ago. 
yeah. started a like Life Tree Moms group. And how it began is uh, Kelly and... I had a nine-month-old. You had a nine-month-old. <laughs> I had a newborn, and we were sharing like a house with our families, our husbands and Kelly's child and our newborn, because why not? Um, and I came up the stairs one day just like so tired. Any of you who are parents know sort of that like first couple weeks where you just kind of want to die because you're so tired and you're just... It's all it's, new. It's you're all exhausted. New. It's you're all learning. New. Yeah. And I remember I came upstairs one day and Kelly was home and the guys were at work and I was just like, Kelly, how do other moms do this without like another mom right there all the time? Like I felt so privileged as a brand new mom and Kelly wasn't like this crazy experienced mom. She had a nine month old, yeah. but she'd at least been through it. And I just turned to her and I was like, how do they do it? Like other moms need this. Right. And I was like, Kelly, we need to start a mom's group. And uh, Kel Kelly was super pumped about that idea. <laughs> that was exactly my response. <laughs> uh, no. And we, we didn't have this huge burden for moms. We didn't have this like, didn't feel like there was this call in my life. I hadn't been dreaming about moms. I was just like, man, this is hard. And this is a need in our community. Let's do it. Yeah. And so Kelly was like, no, I don't want to start a mom's group. And I was like, Kelly, we're starting a mom's group. She's like, ugh, fine, I'll go I'll get, get my computer. computer. <laughs> and so I remember just, that moment. I was like, ugh, I'll get the computer. And she just went. She got her computer. We opened Facebook. And she's like, okay, what, what day do we have free? And I was like, Tuesday? Tuesday, I think. Tuesday yes. morning. It literally, the formation of Life Tree Moms Group was like a five-minute yes. begrudging conversation <laughs> about how much we didn't want to start a moms group, but, but we needed need. to start a moms group. <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, well, Tuesdays are free. Well, what should we call it? I don't know. Tuesday, Tuesday Moms, moms group. group. So that's yeah. how like that began, Life Tree yeah. Moms Group, which grew and it was this very fruitful time. Yeah. It was amazing. We met moms, community was formed. There was blessing to the outside community through that group. And it just started from a moment of, hey, there's a need. Yeah. Let's meet it. Yeah. Um, and some of you might be thinking like, oh yeah, but... I don't think that way. Like when I'm going through a hard time, I can't even like think beyond that. Um, or, you know, that's just how Shar thinks or, you know <laughs> what I mean? And as I, as I was going through that in my mind, I was like, okay, but like, what's the real, like, what's the real question here? And for me, I, I was thinking, this is kind of what I ask myself in these kind of situations is, okay, number one is, who do I who do I belong to? Yeah, like, who does good. my life belong to? In in when I see a need and I'm like filled with excuses, right? I was joking. I was joking with Charlotte that every time, like, when I read the Bible or even like reading Philippians two, I'm like, oh, that's hashtag death to excuses in my life. When I have a, there's so many scriptures that like kill all of my you know mental blocks for pursuing something that God's calling me to do or even something that I see before me that there is to do. Uh, so, you know, my exhortation, I guess, this morning is, who do you belong to? And, like, as believers, um, this is something that I've believed and I've decided to live out in my life, is the minute I said yes to Jesus, or really he found me and he redeemed my life and saved me, and you were singing it this morning when you were saying, like, Lord, we're grateful people. You were singing something about, well, like, we're so thankful of what you've done on the cross, is that we no longer belong to ourselves. So I'm going to read Colossians 3 and, and something out of 1 Corinthians, uh, which for me has been a bit of, this is what helps me say yes to the Lord. Um, so Colossians 3, 17, and then verse 23 says, 
And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then verse 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And then I'll read uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And the context of that is literally honoring God with our body. But I think for me, it encompasses all of my life, like every decision that I make. Yeah, that's um, good. One thing I was thinking about last night is I was remembering Brother Lawrence. You guys know, he they put a little book together at the end of his life called Practicing the Presence of God. And one little thing that I read was, um, you're either filled with the Spirit or you're not. So everything that you do, everything that is before you to do, is a it can be holy and unto the Lord. Yeah, totally. That makes me think of, I don't know if any of y'all know who Priscilla Schreier is, but she had this post on her Instagram this week and I almost like shared it. To, I was like, yes, this is so good. And I'm not going to like pull up the post and read it. You can follow her on Instagram, find it yourself. But she just sort of made this reference to that like King David, when he went and had like his moment with Goliath, he was on his lunch break. Like it wasn't this, like he wasn't doing his job at the moment. Like he was taking lunch to his brothers. And it was this sort of ordinary everyday life moment. And man, he just chose to be obedient. He chose to serve. He chose to say yes to the Lord when he's confronted with this problem, with this need that he sees Mm -hmm. in the army at the moment. He's like, well, I can do something about that. And he just does it. He just does it. Well, I think he could have been like, well, I... I just shepherd and fight totally. animals. Totally. I don't do that with people. Yeah, that's you not know? my calling. Yeah. Wh- whether, but the thing, yeah. But it is. <laughs> but it is. But it is. <laughs> Those like everyday yeah. moments that God brings us into, whether you're on your lunch break, whether you're parenting your kids, those are these amazing opportunities to say, my life is not my own. Jesus, this is you. Holy Spirit, move right now. And I think of this, this verse in Acts, or Acts 20, verse 24. Paul is talking, he says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. So in all those moments of decision that we have in our life, for me, it's like, man, it's nothing compared to the joy of finishing well, compared to the joy of testifying the good news of Jesus Christ. And it seems so simple. Like we were talking about this last night. It seems so simple. It's like, oh, well, you just say yes, right? You just step in, but it's not easy, right? It's simple, but man, it's not easy. It's hard to die to yourself over and over again in the moments of your life. And so I guess like our question to you today is like, what are the needs you see around you? And for some of you, you might be like, parenting is like 110% of your life right now. There is very obvious I get that. You get that? Kelly gets that? Kelly gets that. Parenting is like, I don't know, like 62% of my life. I don't don't know. Everything's 100%, guys. Um, And and it's responding to those needs and saying, Holy Spirit, use this moment. Holy Spirit, use me in this moment to testify of the goodness of God, of the grace of Jesus in the midst of those everyday moments. I think a lot of times it's easy to, um, cause I think about it in my own life. It's easy to kind of become comfortable right. in, in kind of 
what's the easiest thing, right? Like what's the easiest thing? And a lot of times the easiest thing, at least in my life, in seasons where I've kind of been like, oh no, I can't do anything. I'm not going to do anything for God or anything. It actually ends up, it's so detrimental to my like joy. Um, So I just want to say like in saying yes to God, I've been surprised to quote C.S. Lewis. I've been surprised by joy. Like it's, it's, the biggest thrill and joy and adventure of my life to say yes to God, even even when I haven't had like this angelic voice show up and been like, this is the calling. This is exactly what you're meant to do. Like, you know, it's small steps of obedience. Like I, we were singing about it this morning where, where we're singing like, this is my story. This is my song, right? Like to worship the Lord in everything that I do. Like I know, for example, like how do we walk this out? Like I know in this season of my life, I have four kids under the age of eight, little. I have like a seven month old. I'm still nursing full time. I'm up in the night. Like this is a the season that I'm in. So I understand my limits, right? Like I'm I'm very aware of my limits right now. Or when you've crossed them, you find out real fast. Yeah, yeah. or when I've crossed the limits. But in the midst of that, I get to be ready to say yes to the like yeah. l- small moments totally. that God places before me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the beautiful thing and such a testimony in our life is walking out this obedience to the Lord in community, in relationship with the believers. Like we were put in put in a body of Christ for a reason. We weren't meant to go it alone. We weren't meant to sort of like lone wolf it or like, I don't know what other analogies you want to pull out. Pick your analogy about someone walking alone. It very rarely ends well for the person, right? There's maybe this sort of like moment of heroic victory that they have, but is so much better to do it with people. And so how do we, we were talking about this last night, like how do you walk this out well in your community, in your friendships, in your marriages? How do you walk out those everyday saying yes to the Lord moments? Um, and one of the things that we were talking about last night is understanding your season, like what yeah. Kelly was just talking yeah. about. For her saying yes to the Lord with four kids and all of that looks different than it does for me mm-hmm. with two kids and a, being a working mom. And it looks different for my husband and for her husband and friends of mine and being mindful of your season. And we were thinking about these stories in the Bible of people that were in drastically different seasons of life. And we were thinking about um, Elijah in the moment when after, we'll give a tiny bit of context, but just read your Bible and then you'll find it. He's called down fire from heaven, right? He's like basically slaughtered the the (laughs) prophets of Baal, done this incredible thing, goes up to the mountain, gets down. I love that it said he put his head between his knees. It doesn't say he's like interceding or praying. So in my brain, (laughs) I'm like, what was happening? Yeah, was, uh, yeah he's what was just, happening there? He's, I, personally, <laughs> I think he was having this, like, I am so tired moment. Because he's just, just slaughtered like, hundreds. He's of, just slaughtered hundreds of people. And I, I love all weird. it says. He put his heads between his knees. And all I can think is that he may have been, like, doing some dry heaving up the mountain. I don't Just know. sort of like, <laughs> oh, my gross. gosh. I know, right? Yeah. Super gross. And then in the midst of that, I know we've got some snickering in the room today. Um, in the midst of that, there's also his servant who's alongside. Yeah. And his servant is ready to run. And so Elijah says to his servant, go look for the cloud because they're waiting on the rain. They're waiting on the promised rain. And this servant is the one running back and forth. Seven times. Seven times while Elijah's sitting on the mountain with his head between his knees because they understand their season. The, the, the servant knew, okay, it's my time to run. And Elijah was like, I'm going to just sit here for a minute. And he's just, like, go look. You go, go look. look. Right? And I, we, maybe he was praying. Maybe he was interceding. But yeah. we know he stayed. Yeah. 
And so our like question to us is like, are you in the season of Elijah where you're the one sending others, releasing others to go and run and look for the cloud? Mm-hmm. Or are you the season of the servant where you're the one working your butt off and running back and forth and back and forth and humbling yourself and submitting? Um, and so just understanding your season and being gracious towards the seasons of those around you. Yeah. Right. I also think about, you know, how we were reading in Philippians 2, towards the end of that, yes. Paul keeps talking and he's sending Timothy and Epaphroditus. I love saying that name. Um, yeah, he's sending these guys and he's saying like, hey, I'm not able to come, but I'm going to send Timothy. And this guy, I trust this guy to love you, to care for you as much as I care for you. Um, and I was just thinking about like seasons in our life. Like I remember one time, and I, because I think you get that, like coming out, you were going through a hard time or something. Um, and I, it happens, it happens, happens occasionally. And I was just like, I'm going to go look for the cloud. Do you remember that? And I was like, I'll run. Like, I'll look for the cloud in that season. And there's been other seasons where you've kind of shaken me out of my, um, you know, a whining or whatever, whatever thing it's been. Um, and so I think about Paul sending Timothy and Epaphroditus and saying, hey, man, I know you guys have been worried, but I'm sending these guys to do it. Paul had to stay. He couldn't go, but, he, but he's like releasing other people in the calling that they have to do. And so I think walking that out in our community it excites me because there's room for you. Like there's room for everybody in the season that you're in. Um, You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm only going to, you know, I'm only going to, it's easier definitely to do stuff with people that are, you know, in the same stage of life as you. But at the same time, understanding your season, I think helps you encourage others to, to, you know, push them forward into what they're calling to do and vice versa. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we were sort of thinking through, okay, how does this, what are things, because we, we were talking, we were like, man, this is, this is part of our testimony, the like fr- our relationship and the things we've been able to do together and the fruitfulness we've experienced. And so we were thinking yesterday, we we're like, okay, hey, what, are, what are some of those keys of really walking well in friendships and in, and in relationships to be able to do this well together? And we were talking about how when we all first moved in together, are like two families. We were just like, okay, what are the house rules? Like we set Josh as a lawyer. So he wrote us like a whole constitution for our house. We were like a whole, oh, yeah. we were like a country of our own yes. um, with our own constitution. But one of our main things was just like, we're just going to do what needs to be done. If the lawn needs to get mowed, I'm not going to gripe like, oh, it was Kelly's turn to mow the lawn. No, I'm just going to get out and mow the flipping lawn because the lawn needs to be mowed. You take ownership. You like everything ownership. is our is my responsibility. Is everything is your responsibility. Yeah. And it took yeah. a lot of like submitting and humbling and keeping real short accounts. I think we can sometimes when walking in community, we can get caught in the weeds. We can get caught by the little things that come and try to trap our ankles and pull us back by getting offended and keeping long accounts and someone says something or someone doesn't invite us to a party or someone, there's no parties right now, guys. Oh, but maybe there is, I don't know. Um, But, but these, when we keep dragging up these things or let ourselves like keeping short accounts, keeping short accounts, if someone offends you, just being like, you know what? Oh, I'm going to let that go. You know what? Cause there's, there's bigger things for us to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. One thing, one thing, in my marriage and in my life and that and I try to practice in every relationship that I have is probably I'm just this isn't throw out numbers like 95% of like whatever of all of like the arguments or things that you could get you know all upset carfuffled about not um, are not worth it 
there are, so, I say this about my marriage all the time. Not that I fight all the time with my husband. <laughs> that sounds really bad. There's they just, don't. They, they don't, don't really. Because honestly, because I, so many things are not worth it because the majority of things that I would get offended about, um, are just about me, like about my own pride and proving, I want to prove my point or something. But honestly, so many things are, the majority of things that we would get offended about are not even worth giving a second thought about. And it, because nobody, like, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Because you know who you belong to. Because, well, I right? was just going to go back to that. I was going to go back to the thing that is like, <laughs> the, I belong to the Lord. Yeah. Like, my life belongs to the Lord. And so anything that I do, like, ultimately, like, sometimes I'll just say, like, you got to take it up with the Lord on that. Not, not, not abdicating responsibility and not taking responsibility for, you know, my actions, but, but just, I was thinking about it this morning and I'm not going to share what it is, but God surprised me. And I was in my mind being like yesterday had this kind of list going through of things that I was dissatisfied with, but rather than voicing it, to a person rather than saying anything. I just was like, I'm going to take it up with the Lord and see what happens. And he surprised me so specifically yesterday. And I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh, God is faithful. Like if we are, if we submit and I don't win at this every day, trust me, like I am not the best at this, but I'm telling you, keeping short accounts, even in your own mind and just bringing it, bringing whatever things you're, um, you know, upset about or whatever it is to the Lord, he is faithful. Yeah. And it makes me think of like, often I, I find myself like praying or speaking out this verse and I, didn't put it in the slides, apologies, but it's somewhere in the Bible, I promise. Um, and just sort of like that Jesus's heart for us is that we would be one as him and the father are one. It's John in the 15, gospel somewhere. I uh, is it John 15? Caleb, is it John you know? 15? John 15, 1, 7? Oh, 17. 17 thank you. 17. Caleb knows. But it's, it's talking about Jesus like, oh, guys, my heart for you is that you would be one, right? He's talking to the disciples. He's talking to us, the church, people, that we would be one as him and the father are one. And then it makes me think of two that verse two in Philippians. You read it. Yeah, it just says, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, yeah. having the same love, being in one spirit yeah. and purpose. Come on. Yeah. And, if, and if we're meant to be one as Jesus and the father are one, then when Jesus being made man didn't think equality with God something to be strived at, we like can, we can submit. If yeah. Jesus, who is like God, can submit to God and his desires that Kelly and I, Dwayne and I, Caleb and I, all of us as a body be one as they are one, we can submit to one another. Amen. We can do it. Y'all, if Jesus Amen. can do it, we can do it. Amen. And so it's like, uh, it means there's no competition. No. It means there's no comparison because we're one as God and, as God and the Son are one. And it's not that we're trying to be God, just to clarify that. No. But it's, it's this level of unity and level of connection and community with one another that makes it just so natural to humble yourselves and submit and defer mm-hmm. to one another mm-hmm. because we get to take our example from the Trinity. We get to take the example of, of communal relationship from them and it's like 
it's it's amazing. It is. One one encouragement that I was going to say from that is, you know, how Paul is saying, be in one spirit and one purpose. And one of the beautiful things and kind of, we always say this, our, our friendship and our season of living in community has been so fruitful um, because we've kind of put these things in place of submitting to one another, keeping short accounts, like most of the things you worry about aren't worth it, all these things. Um, but one of the beautiful things about being part in community and being part of the body is that it doesn't look the same. Like if you look oh. at the way, okay, so yes. let's take our friendship yes. because we're here. Right. The way we live our lives are so different, which is hilarious because I feel like people might not think that, but our, our families are so different in the way that we operate and the way we serve. Like, you know, we got a lot of things in common, but... Um, it's just so different. And I love that about the body. And I love that because you can flourish um, and grow living in community and be the individual that God's called you to do. So it does. So whatever competition or comparison or all that. Yeah. There are things that you can fight in your mind and, you know, people have to deal with that, but take it up with the Lord. Yeah. Like, but what I'm saying is there's such freedom and submitting our life to the Lord and such freedom in serving him in community because what you can do is better if you do it. It's going to bear more fruit. And I know that what I can do and see, I can walk in confidence and it's not like a haughty thing, but I know the things that God's called me to do or the things that I step into doing, I'm doing and I'm meant to be there. You know? Absolutely. So yeah, we were talking about what are some of the like advantages or we were trying to like sort of have a few like this isn't all of them this is not a comprehensive list but some of the advantages or the the reasons if you still need convincing of why it's better to be in community and walk things out not alone if you weren't convinced already and the bible is really clear that we're meant to walk together but here's some of the things that we've seen get released in community that don't necessarily get released when you're trying to do it alone. Right. Um, and Kelly sort of alluded to one there is fruitfulness. fruitfulness. In Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. It's so good. I love There's that. There's good return for yeah. the hard work. Yeah. Come on. Um, another thing is that you end up getting, there's, if I'm just on my own, there's no one to keep me accountable. There's no one that I actually have to submit to. Right. Whereas all of a sudden when I'm walking alongside somewhere, someone else, there's accountability, there's humility that has to get developed in my heart. And we were talking about this with Kayla before you get courage. Yes. So there's things that I'm like, for those of you who sort of know more of the depths of my heart, I'm not actually a naturally super confident person. I have a sweatshirt that one of my old youth girls gave me, Amber, and just says like, do it afraid. Because literally I would have this That's saying right. that I'd say to them like, just do it scared. You're yeah. scared, do it anyways. Yeah. Because all, oh, I just knocked over my water bottle. Always, like I said to Christine Gerson before, she was like, about leading worship. And I was like, I am terrified every time because it's just like, okay, especially now with cameras and lights and everything. It's just do it afraid, do it scared and, and not like living in fear, but trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to enable you. Trusting yeah. that as you get to walk in community with people, when I'm down, when I'm like, I don't think I can do this. It's too much. Oh, if I'm walking well in community, chances are someone else is going to come. Yeah. I was like, come on, Char, we got this. Let's go. Yeah, let's come go. on, be strong and courageous. You're a champion. They're going to come bring encouragement and help me deal with the lies I'm believing. Right? Help me. If, if the battle gets too big in my own mind, there's people that come around who go, come on, let's go. 
come on, the Holy Spirit is good. He's going to carry us through this. And so we were thinking about different things in Proverbs. Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. And just the development and the honing of our characters that we can mm. experience walking in community together mm-hmm. is so much greater than alone. I love this next verse because there's such a, there's such a deep, um, a deep connection and love that grows. Everybody always makes fun of me because I, I've been starting saying this thing this year of, I was like, I got that deep kind of love, that, that old, old time, time kind of love with Jesus. <laughs> and all I mean by that. All I, I said, okay, I said that I sang that in worship once and it, it, I could tell people were like, what the heck was that? And sometimes <laughs> you sing weird things. Um, it, Proverbs 17, 17 says a friend loves at all time and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And I think, yeah. I think what I, what I kind of hear in that is when you do stuff together, like when you go through things together, there's something so deep. There's a deep connection that happens, uh, in friendship, but also you have history with you and the Lord. As you take a little step of faith to serve him, as you kind of see what's before you to do, what's in your hands to do, and you say yes to the Lord, and you take this tiny little step of faith, you begin to build a history with the Lord. And those tiny little steps of faith like build up, and, and, and you have um, kind of this beautiful foundation that you get to remember. And so when we sing, like, this is my story, we sing because we remember those things that we've stepped into. And yeah, well, that it's can good. preach. I'm a preach. Right? Put that aside. We'll preach again. You can, you can preach that. She's getting all excited. Caleb, Caleb. Um, and then another, key, another thing that we've noticed is there's this perseverance, this longevity to what gets planted because it doesn't just die with you. And we see this in Paul when Paul's writing to the Philippians. He says, all right, so this is the letter. And now I'm sending these others. There's this continuation of the ministry that can happen because they're walking in trust with one another. Paul had to trust them to go and send them. There had to be this understanding, this this, um, humility with one another and this understanding of trustworthiness Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't die with you. In Galatians, it talks about carrying each other's burdens and then you fulfill the law of Christ, right? There's this, this walking together, this carrying together because if it's all on me, or if it's all on Kelly, we're going to get tired a lot faster yeah. than if we're doing it together. We bring others along, right? And there's this longevity, this, this running of the race that gets to happen. Um, and it doesn't just die with us. It's not just my vision or my call. It's like, hey, come, let's meet this need together. Let's come at this together so that when I'm tired, you keep going. And then when you're tired, I keep going. And, and all in reliance on the Holy Spirit in the midst of it. It's not from our strength, not from our ability, but the empowerment of, um, or the Holy Spirit empowering us. And what better legacy and gift to, totally. to yes. like leave in this, in our like yeah. little bit of time that we have here on earth yeah. than for, you know, the calling or this, you know, whatever God asked for me to do to continue on and for my, for my kids to do a better job at it or for somebody else to step into that and grow into the calling that he's given us. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, okay, how do we end this? And so we're going to end it by just like sharing our heart for you and our heart for this community is that each one of us would be living lives that aren't our own. That was sort of what for us it boiled down to, that each of us would have in the Life Tree community, we would be marked um, and with a revelation that my life is not my own. I'm actually not in charge. I'm not in control. I'm in submission to the Holy Spirit. And that is our heart that each person, because 
can you guys imagine a church fully submitted? Can you imagine a community of people fully submitted, recognizing, man, my life is not my own. I am submitted to the Holy Spirit. I am submitted to the body of Christ. I'm submitted to the working of the Lord. So what's in front of you today? Yeah. What do you see? What are the needs that you see in your life? Yeah. What are the things, the, the, the gaps, the, maybe there's things even within the church, within your community, within your workplace, really practical things even doesn't yeah. have to be super spiritual. Just like, Oh, this, this is a need that could be filled and I, I could do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, um, Caleb was kind of sharing something like this earlier this morning. And a lot of the time God will open your eyes to a need that perhaps he hasn't opened my eyes to it because he doesn't want Kelly to do it. He wants somebody else to do it, you know? Um, so I kind of see it as that way is, is he's given you that revelation or giving you, and maybe that looks scary. Maybe that's, maybe you're like, I have no, I don't even have a clue on how to begin to do that. Um, that's the beautiful thing about being a community and about how, you know, I feel like God is calling our church in this season to operate is to say, you have, do you have a vision? Do you have something that God's put in your heart or really what's before you to do today? You're like, you know, what, what was before Charlotte that day when she came upstairs with her newborn was, I don't even know how other people do this on their own. I don't, I don't know how to make that happen. Maybe that's what's, maybe something similar is in your heart today. Um, another question that I want to ask today is maybe there's something you need to let go of so that there's room in your life for you to step into what God's called you to do. So what is that thing? Cause I, I've understood that in my life right now in this season, there's some things that I had to let go and grieve because to understand the season that I'm in so that I can step into what God's calling me into. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not easy. It's not, it's not easy. easy. And it's not, what did, what did we say? It's simple, it's simple but, but it's, it's not, not easy, easy to lay down your yeah. life for the Lord. But there is such joy. There is such joy and freedom in serving the Lord yeah. where you're at. Yeah. Let's just pray. Let's just pray for our community. And then we're going to close. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you want to partner with us. We thank you for the privilege that it is to say yes to what you've put in front of us. And I just pray, um, God, if people are sort of like, ah, there's no needs, I don't see anything. Father, open our eyes to see the needs around us. There is always needs around us. And so, Father, I pray um, that you would open our eyes to see the need, God, and then help us to recognize the community that is around us. Help us to recognize the ones that are on the journey with us or even to recognize the ones who are, who are doing something. And we're like, wow, I want to journey with them in that and come alongside and support. And so, Father, I just pray for courage for each person in our community to say yes to those everyday moments. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And be filled with the Spirit and know that where you're at, you can be used to the Lord if you submit to His, like, to his call on your life. So... We love you and we, we bless you, you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Life Tree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Life Tree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.